Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, with this shaven face. Because I did it recently, <laughs> and he felt he was left out, even though we both look much better with beards. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we talk about horror movies on this show, and in this episode... We're actually talking about something that we know we like because we've been doing so many new movies and so many of them have been disappointing uh, to downright terrible that we're like, oh, we've not made enough time for actual classics or for, you know, movies that we really love and what to talk about and that kind of thing. Uh, So we settled on Let the Right One In, which admittedly is not that old, although it's eight years now, which is making me feel a lot old. Actually, not eight years, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, of course, is a vampire movie from Sweden, it is based on a book, it was remade into Let Me In a few years later in the US, um, but yeah, we will start spoiler free, and we will get into spoilers about halfway through, we will warn you before we do so, as always, so, no, let's, uh, let's talk about Let The Right One In, this is maybe a silly question, given everything I just said, but Tim, <laughs> Did you like Let the Right One In? Uh, you bet your sweet ass I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I'll say this is a goddamn masterpiece. I Oof. freaking love this movie. Oh, we're starting with the big big words. Big, <laughs> big bold claims we're starting with. Uh, I love it as well. It's, it's one that I loved as soon as I saw it back when mm. it came out. I mean, it may have been a year after it came out because obviously sometimes foreign movies take an extra little bit of time to... Yeah make their way over but uh yeah back when it was first doing the rounds i loved it uh and i don't think i'd seen it actually since let me in came out yeah me neither i think this is um, one of the reasons why i was excited to revisit it um even though you know i i really really like it it's one of the ones i haven't watched in at least a a few years yeah Um, it's it's a little bit of a heavier watch because it has got a nice sort of slow pace. It's mm. arguably just as much of a sort of drama as, as a horror movie, and yeah. it's but yeah, it's it's I think it's one of the best horror movies in the last like decade or so. Uh, it might be my favorite vampire movie. And I was just gonna say that as well. Yeah, um, at least if not the best vampire movie, probably. Or no, I'd say yeah, like easily top three at least. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was actually one of the reasons why we picked this is because we'd, we were sort of looking at everything we'd done uh, over the you know the past hundred and twenty or the episodes and went, you know, we've only done like one vampire movie. That's really weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've also only done two zombie movies and two werewolf movies. So it was between all those sort of subgenres. We're like, all right, we need to do one of these and start building up some of that that catalog of these. But yeah. uh, we now- settled on vampire. We settled on this. I did have a quick question. Uh, I did want to see where you stand with vampires in general, if you have uh, an affinity towards them. Like When it comes to supernatural stuff, are they on the top of your list or are you usually kind of like, meh? Hmm, that's interesting. Interesting question. Um, I think vampires... Vampires are very diverse, and I there's certain yeah. types of vampires that I really like, and there's certain types that I really hate. Uh, it's probably not going to be surprising to say that the, the kinds that I really hate are the Twilight-esque. Right. <laughs> uh, even True Blood, I despise that show. Any kind of like romanticized version? For the most like part, little... I, I think obviously the romanticized stuff comes back from Dracula, where there is a little bit of that element in there where he kind of seduces yeah. the, the victims. 
and I'm okay with that. Like, obviously, I like Dracula. And uh, that said, though, my favorite version of Dracula is Nosferatu, specifically the, the Herzog <laughs> version, which is more monstrous and more sinister. And yeah. when you make a vampire proper, like scary like that, I like it. Obviously, Let the Right One In is kind of a funny example because it is kind of leaning in towards the romance of it, but it's very different. It's, it's very. It's not about. It's, it's, I mean, it is a love story, but it's not the romantic, <laughs> like, sexy love story. I mean, well, it can't be sexy. They're 12-year-olds. Yeah. It'd be weird if it was sexy. <laughs> I, I also don't think it's any of the one, any the kind of love story that people would aspire to. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like anyone, like, oh, I wish I had someone that it's, looked it, at me the way like, <laughs> Ellie looks at Oscar or something like that. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's a dark love story it's a, it's a it's a love story about broken individuals finding yeah. someone who is equally broken to an extent that's a great way to put it yeah yeah uh so it's, it's got a really sort of dark twist to it and that's that's what i like about it vampires can be great there's, there's something to be said about creatures of the night who feed off blood who literally feed off human beings it's, it's it kind of works admittedly if i'm if i'm ranking them i mean i might put zombies higher in terms of just I, I don't know. I, I feel like zombies are easier to get right, even though it feels like recently <laughs> they've not been yeah. doing that. Um, I definitely put them above werewolves, though. Yeah, I, I, like vamp- I agree with that. I like vampires more than werewolves. Uh, not that I dislike werewolves, of course. There's some good werewolf movies. Um, what else am I thinking? I mean, I don't know if you bring ghosts into it. I feel, I feel like vampires, werewolves, and zombies mm. are all undead, or at least yeah. feel like that to me. Uh, whereas stuff like supernatural ghosts and stuff uh, feel like a separate entity. Yeah, that, I I can I hear you on that. Um, I like them as well, and then I do feel like similar to the problem I have with modern zombies. I, I feel like there's a certain type of modern vampire I don't like, which is you know like um. Th- similar into in the way where like you have the zombies that are very loud and have that kind of like primal scream and are running real fast i I feel Mm. like there's a a similar version of vampires like that and i like that in this movie uh it actually takes like a very grounded approach like It, it is the unbreakable of vampire movies (laughs) <laughs> there you go that's a good way to put it <laughs> but yeah like that there's never any point where she's like goes full vampire and like has like Which, these huge fangs and far enough is actually one of my because i actually think let me in's a pretty decent good movie i mean admittedly i'm probably never going to watch it again because i'd rather just watch this one because i think it's superior yeah but one, one of the complaints i would have about let me in uh, despite being very good, is that they they did this weird CG thing where she moves really fast and like jumps around, yeah. And uh, and watching this one again and seeing how she moves and it's how it's much more natural. Even when she is doing some stuff that is kind of, more you know more supernatural vampire esque, like climbing up the side yeah. of a building, it feels that, more simple and more just yeah. What it it's is so it's so subtle and like I, I feel like in American. Like a lot of times the American versions of stuff like this, it's so like, hey, look at this. Look at what's going on. Well, this it has scenes like that where it's just like, yeah, we're just going to show this in the background. And if you catch it, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not we don't really care if you don't notice it. And I think that is so cool. And so like real world, like that's how something would, yeah, you know, happen. You, you would just see it like that. Yeah, it, it was the beauty of it. You give that impression, but at the same time as a director, you're making sure you notice it. It's, 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 it's a really oh, subtle art. Yeah. It's, it's really, but it feels that way, and that's that's the beauty of it. It feels like you yeah. could have almost missed that, but you never would have because the 
like they frame it in such a way they make sure you're going to catch it as it's moving. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. no, uh, I think another vampire movie that I love that we'll probably do at some point is uh, and it's also foreign. I think this is really interesting. That all my favorite vampire stuff from the last like decade <laughs> are all non-US, but um, a girl wait, walks home one night. Are you going to guess? Well, I was going to ask you to say the country and then see if I could guess it. Oh, right, that, okay. That's a, that's a very good movie, though. To be fair, well. when I said Iran, you probably would have jumped straight to that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's not many, <laughs> not many Iranian vampire movies, but uh, but that's all real good. And that does bring in the romance kind of aspect, but what it does... I think the way you do it right, and this is the way that Dracula feels when it's done right, is that it's more hypnotic. It's like a trance. It's like you're under their spell. You're drawn to them. And I think... That movie does that really well. This one kind of hits that note. I wouldn't say it's full on translate, but there's definitely this this connection because obviously the movie's again more grounded. It's more about and the title says it all. It's called "Let the Right One In." It's about finding the right person to to yeah. bond with uh, for from Eli's perspective of someone to look after her uh, and be be. It's it's almost like she's looking for. Uh, what was the character's name from Dracula? The one, the servant to the eight sort of main controls. Oh, uh, Renfield. Renfield, yeah. It's it kind of it's almost like a more real world take in that. Not main controlled, not anything like that, but just it's about finding the person who's going to be there for you, kind of thing. Uh, especially in her case, because she's a vampire who's like twelve and can't necessarily, you know, just walk into a place and do something yeah. at twelve. Especially when she can only go at night. <laughs> like, so. I. Uh... I found out some interesting tidbits um, because, like you said, uh, this is based on a novel. And after I was watching it, I actually looked at the uh, Wikipedia page uh, for some, some stuff about the author hmm. and the original novel. And they had some stuff in there that um, I'll go into in the spoiler section, but made me kind of rethink some of like the character relationships and stuff in the movie. But, uh, that's actually I think when we get to spoilers I want to talk about some of the differences between this and the remake <laughs> uh, and how it shows some of the character stuff because I think this one again is more subtle and there's some stuff in the remake where they just have to make it really obvious like they have to spell out yeah. a couple of things that I, I think devalues it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, but no, let's talk about the let's actually get to talking about the movie as okay. like the movie um, mm-hmm. in terms of spoiler free I'll just say it's wonderfully paced it's very like I say, hypnotic. Uh, the direction is very laid back. Likes to have go for a wide shot. A lot of snow gives it a really nice cold kind of atmosphere, which I know sounds obvious. It's obvious because it's snow, but like it does yeah. give it this feel. It gives it this. It's, it's set in the eighties, but it never beats you over the head that it's the eighties. I think, the, yeah. other than the fact that no one's got a mobile phone or a cell phone, it, it's basically just there's a Rubik's cube in a scene, and like that's basically it. That's just your. <laughs> that's what it says. It's the eighties for the most part. Um. But I no, I, I think it's wonderfully paced. I think, despite the fact that it is kind of a horrific story when you really think about it, there is a genuine sweetness to it, which is something that I think uh, this one does better than remake as well. Is it, it, it there's a genuine kind of like as much as you know it's not the right thing. There's there's kind of a hope. You can't. There's, there's points when you kind of want them to get together in a really weird well, way where you really care about them connecting with each other. Well, I would 100% say that, like, Oscar and Ellie are, like, the heroes of the movie. Like, they're yeah, the ones they, that you root for. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think there is a horrific side to it when you really think about it. But yeah. I, I was actually, there was a detail that I'd forgotten about when I watched, you know, because it's been so long. that when, And I'd had let me in in my head, and I couldn't remember maybe what details belonged to which. 
and I'd forgotten about a detail that actually made it a bit more of a sh- oddly sweet story <laughs> from their perspective. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's it. I, I, I think. Um, yeah, I don't think I really want to say anything else without going into spoilers. To be honest, I want to talk about details. I want to talk about yeah. Stuff. I, I feel like this, it's an older movie. Like if you hadn't seen it by now, you really should do yourself the favor. And um, I, I mean, suffice it to say, we both uh, absolutely adore it. So I think it's safe to go into spoilers at this right. point. Okay, full spoilers then for let the right one in. Uh, so the detail I was talking about that I'd forgotten because I'm pretty sure this isn't in the Let Me In. But again, it's actually been like I seen that in, when it came out in the theaters. So I mean, again, yeah. I could be misremembering this. But I think it wasn't in the remake. Is that Eli's got? Uh, he's already a bit of a like proper weirdo. Like he he, he keeps mm. newspaper clippings of like murders stories from the newspaper, and he like. You mean, you mean Oscar? What did I say? Right. Uh, you said Eli. Did I say Eli? Sorry, yeah, I meant Oscar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he stands there topless looking at the window like he's an American psycho and he's yeah. obsessed with murder stories and he's got a knife and he's he's, he's a proper like serial killer in the training. Like, he already feels like he's going to go down a dark path. Uh, yeah. But So the fact that he finds Eli, because obviously we see he gets bullied a lot at school. A big part of this movie is him being bullied mm-hmm. uh, by this, this little asshole and his two uh, like, henchmen. And that's yeah. a big thing. But not only that, you you get get this impression that that Oscar, because his parents have split up, because there's scenes with his mother where his mother just seems like she's never there. When she is there, she, she looks like she's dressed to go to work, and she's yeah. just pissed at him for getting into trouble at school or whatever. Uh, and then when he does go to see his dad, he, the first time he goes to see his dad, it seems very happy. Like oh, maybe the movie's hitting at points where oh, he's not got a father figure in his life. Uh, yeah. It's bad. But then later on, when he goes to see his dad, like his dad's friend comes over and. He gets ignored to the point where he actually hitchhikes back home. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which I thought was weird. How he's we never get a scene with his mother like questioning, "How did you get home?" <laughs> but he like he gets back home like to the point where he's just ignored, and you get the sense that even at home he is ignored. He is he's empty. He's lonely, and he doesn't doesn't get this thing. And obviously, there is that small scene where his mother's watching TV and she wants him to watch with her. So maybe she is reaching out, but she doesn't understand her son. She doesn't understand what kind of like relationship he needs so that's the yeah. whole idea that when Eli shows up and he has this connection and it's a weird connection because we see that he's she's got this this old guy uh, named uh, Hakan uh, there's a little like Swedish like umlaut or not an umlaut that's what we call it in German <laughs> but there's a little symbol above the A there's a little accent and I, yeah. d- I don't know what that does to the letter to pronounce it so I'm just going to say Hakan uh, <laughs> but like he he's like her human who goes out and like kills people and drains their blood for her and he's really shit at it as well like we, like <laughs> he tries it twice in this movie the first time he's in the woods he hangs the guy upside down and he's draining the blood yeah. and this dog finds him and he has to like abandon it and he forgets <laughs> to pick up the, the, the jar of blood which really annoyed me because I was like just take the blood you still need the blood for her yeah. uh, and that's what leads to her going out and having to kill someone in the traditional vampire sense Yeah, but so the idea that she needs someone like that to replace him and Eli is really fascinating, but it's also, it really makes sense given the path that he was already on. He already seemed like he was going down a path of like darkness and killing. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. So. It's a, he's already like started the weirdo serial killer recipe of like, <laughs> you know, childhood trauma and, being ignored and left alone and 
and stuff. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you know maybe he wouldn't do something as dark as that. But you know, yeah. you do see how he could fit in with you know her. Yeah, so so he's already like primed to maybe go down that path, and I I I think it does add this weird sweetness to it though that these two misfits have found each other. Like she can't yeah. have like regular friends, and uh, and one of the, the subtle points that I love is that when uh, Hikan like notices this this relationship's blossoming, like down in the sort of the the, the playground in front of the, the the apartment building, he like looks jealous and he asks her not to see him. Yeah, and. And this is what I was talking about, how the subtlety is, is you get the idea that maybe this is how they got together, like, 50 mm-hmm. years ago. Like, yeah. it was the same kind of thing. He was young, and they, they, they bonded, and he became this person for her. And, yeah. like, now he's jealous because he's old, he can't do it anymore. But he cares about her so much, like, he's under this vampire trance, as it were, that yeah. when he realises he's about to be caught... He doesn't want it to lead back to her. People know that he lives with her, and they've seen him in the building. So he pours the acid on his face. Acid. It's a, oh. it's a really dark, like <laughs> sinister scene. But you, you get this devotion. But uh, like he, he, he's so devout to her that he, like, she's still hungry because he never came back with that blood, obviously, from that kill. Mm-hmm. That he, he lets her bite him. This is after she's climbed up the side of the hospital. It looks pretty yeah. cool and badass. <laughs> and. Uh, she bites him and he dies and he falls out the window and which by the way is like that shot of him falling to the the, the bottom and like hitting off the you know the, the entranceway he's got like a little yeah roof on it like, awning thing yeah and it, yeah. he hits that and bounces off of it onto the ground <laughs> it, just lo- it looks legitimately good and disturbing uh yeah and and really really cool stuff but the just so that's how devote he he is so the idea that they have this connection as well and now he's jealous and now oscar's becoming that um, but the, and that's that's where the sort of the darkness comes to the story because you realise she's kind of seducing him into being this killer for her for the rest of his life, and that's yeah. where the sort of the true horror element of the story is when you realise he's become this because obviously the story ends with him going with her. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I can't help but watch this and find it really a sweet story where at the end when he's yeah. in trouble, when the bully and his big brother are like threatening his life, I'm like. Oh, I hope she shows up and saves him. I hope she shows up. Oh yeah, you know. So it's... And and the I mean, I don't know if we want to jump right into the ending right now, but the yeah, that we'll, scene we'll is around. Go for it. That that scene is just so well done because there is like very legitimate tension there when the bully's big brother is like holding, um, you know, his head underwater and just uh, again like. I feel like in uh, most American movies, there would be some type of like, you know, oh, like let's cut to her sneaking in or or something. But just the like kind of restraint they show where, you know, you just see some stuff kind of happening in the water and then you see like the feet going in and being dragged across. It yeah. just looks so cool. And, and it's one of those things where like it's I thought it was legitimately shocking, like the first time i saw it but then uh, as i was rewatching, i was like yeah i mean i know it's gonna happen maybe it might not be as effective or something but i was still like so enthralled by it it's because uh, you stay with him you stay with oscar under the water the whole time and like yeah. you say you just see the small parts of things happening, and then eventually the hand that was holding him just sort of drifts down through mm-hmm. the water and yeah. he gets pulled up 
and you see like just like some of these kids are just mutilated around yeah <laughs> but you don't even feel bad for them you're totally on their side it actually it does this wonderful thing where it puts you in the in the, the viewpoint of these misfits where you you're sympathizing with them you're on their side yeah. you don't want her to be caught even though you see the effects of her killing people you see there's i think his name is eric the the, the main neighbor who yeah. loses his friend the first person she kills is his best friend and then later on she tries to kill his like girlfriend and she doesn't finish the job so she becomes a vampire uh, which leads to her like wanting to commit suicide because she doesn't want to be this way and she like gets the doctor to open the blinds during the day and she just bursts into flames <laughs> uh, which you know it makes Eric come hunting and he sort of puts two and two together he realises oh wait a minute that kid just moved in with that guy who's you know went missing or whatever mm-hmm. and he goes in and she's in the bathroom and he, uh, Oscar is potentially going to stab him but he, he screams out when he tries to like open the, the window for the light to get in and she kills yeah. him. But you you are so on their side at that point in the movie. You're wanting you're wanting her to wake up. You're wanting her to survive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. And it, and it specifically pushing the the perspective of Oscar who who cuz he cares about her, we care about her. And that's what we want. We want uh, this to have a happy ending for them even if that is dark and even if that does mean <laughs> uh, like, you know, screw the rest of the world. But that's yeah. kind of the misfit mentality where you, you are you feel like you're alone and you feel like screw the world like it is just about me and the, the one yeah. or two people I care about kind of thing uh, certainly so now and I think one of the things that the movie does really well is everything's very balanced in the way that it kind of knocks on to the effect because the effect that the characters have on each other is she builds up Oscar's confidence that, that I mean that's why the, the, the Billy's big brother even comes into it is because Oscar eventually stands up for himself and hits back, and he hit, he hits the bully yeah. in the ear, and it makes him deaf in that ear because he he hits him so hard. Yeah, but it escalates because of this, and he's so proud of himself that he goes back because he finds out she's a vampire. He, he you know he, he discovers this th- through uh, you know the drinking of blood, which by the way, that's not uh, ignore the the whole uh, like the the changing of the actor when she's doing something kind of. Like when she's revealing her v- vampire self, mm. there's like an older actor playing playing her. Oh, uh, like what well, when she's like all like bloody. Yeah, it's, it's when she's like, on yeah. the, the group. It's, it's when he wants to make the blood pact and he cuts his hand. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the blood goes on the floor, and she she goes down to the floor, and when she looks up, it's not her, it's not the same actress. It's like an older actress. Yeah, that looks uh, uh, really cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, may even be a guy actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because obviously one of the. One of the little tidbits in the movie uh, is that mm. she might not have been a girl when she started because she keeps mm. saying to him that she's not a girl, and you think, oh, she means she's a vampire. She's you know she's a however old vampire, uh, mm. but obviously there's that shot which was not in the American remake, and I, I'm not surprised oh, yeah. it wasn't uh, when he like sneaks a peek when she's getting changed, mm. and uh, he sees her, her crotch. And it looks it's like a scar. It's, it's not what you'd expect it's a, it's a scar and as if something's been cut off and it maybe implies that you know she changed her gender to because it was maybe easier to attract yeah so uh, when when i was looking at um the wikipedia about the the novel they went into a little more uh detail about that um they, i guess in the book it mentions that i think it said like 200 years ago was when she became a vampire and it, but it hmm. says that uh, she was a boy who got castrated and then became a vampire. All um, right. If I'm remembering the Wikipedia correctly. Um, and then 
I think it might have just said that she just preferred to be a, a girl at that point or something. Uh, I could be misremembering it, but I think it was something along those lines. I, I think it works in a, a number of ways. Like you can sort of... Yeah. The idea if she wants someone to go out and kill people for her, I mean, it may, maybe makes it easier if that's a guy. Yeah. So attract, attracting a guy makes more sense, even though obviously Oscar's a little guy just now. Uh, it won't always yeah. be. He's, he's going to grow up. He's going to be strong and whatnot. So. Yeah. I also kind of like... One of the ways I first interpreted it uh, as I saw it is just being like, you know, like I'm a vampire. I'm not like a boy or a girl. Like I'm this weird other thing that maybe I don't know if you necessarily want to be like involved with, uh, mm. which I think is also kind of like an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, but going going back to like how sweet everything is because there's that and Oscar is a little bit of a douchebag at times where he, he kind of challenges. <laughs> she'll say she can't do something because she's a vampire, yeah. and he'll challenge it. And it all kind of culminates when he like she comes to his door and she's happy to see him. He's, he he seems to have kind of accepted that she's a vampire because because it, it's when he comes back from his dad, it's, it's like he kind of like leaves scared of her yeah. when he goes to see his dad the second time and he gets ignored and he, he kind of realises that she's there for him she, she's mm. someone who despite whatever she is is you know doesn't ignore him she, she gives him his attention and so on he comes back and that's when she she comes to the door after this mm. uh, a bit later and she's like you have to invite me in uh, and she's happy to see him she's smiling which is not necessarily out of character for her, but she certainly hasn't smiled immediately that way. Yeah. Like she actually, because he opens the door and she's already smiling. Like she, she's even built in a feeling. Because I don't think it's is one sided as the the whole like, you know classic vampire hypnotic thing. Like I feel like she does actually care about him. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I definitely get that sense as well. Uh, but he, and he tests this. He's like, oh, what happens if you don't come in? Is it like a visible wall or whatever? Yeah. And she steps in to show him, and she starts just bleeding from, like, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, like, gets scared and says, it's okay, you can come in, you can come in. Um, this was, like, one of the only times that I really got mad at Oscar, because, you know, it'd be one thing if he was kind of questioning it, like, oh, what would happen? But he has to, like, do, like, the, like, you know, like, ah, come here, come here, like, like she's, like, a dog or something, uh, which I thought was kind of douchey, but... Um, I do like that they play with some of these vampire tropes, but again, it's not like it doesn't feel like there's a big like magical wall that she can't escape to, or that she walks in there and like you know turns to dust or something. I like that it's like, well, no, I mean, I'll still do it, but look, there will be this yeah. reaction. It's because earlier on in the movie, he buys her some uh, like chocolate or whatever, and oh, yeah. she's like, "Oh, I can't eat that." It's like, oh, I'll mm. try one bit, and we see her throwing up like right after <laughs> she she goes and vomits, huh. and uh, he he apologizes. But I'm like, that that should have told it because even though he doesn't know she's a vampire at that point, she should he should think back to that and go, "Oh, right, okay." Clearly, doing something that she's not meant to do as a vampire is going to hurt her in some way. Yeah. Uh, but he, obviously he learns that. But he does feel douche, douchebaggery for just one. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I liked as well. The first time they kiss, she kisses him. Is when she's just oh, fed. She has, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's she's just fed on the guy, and she's in for a kiss, and then Oscar's got blood in his lips. Like, oh, this is the time you give him a kiss. <laughs> it's like after the blood. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's really because obviously when they're starting to bond a little bit earlier in the movie, and she like. It's after she's been out and she's she's went. I think it's after the hospital scene. She comes back to his, 
and she comes in his window and she strips down and gets in bed with them and it's oddly very sweet despite the fact that you think this is like kind of inappropriate because <laughs> they're you know yeah. 12 or whatever <laughs> and he's like oh do you want to go steady and she's like can't we just keep things the way they are and I thought look you just get into his bed naked. I think I think he's entitled to think you're maybe sending him said signals here. Like, yeah. you know. Uh that's just me cynical thinking about it. And then he and she's like, oh, wait, is, do we have to do anything different if we're steady? And he's like, No, not really. Like, just just things would pretty much stay the same and she's like, Okay, we can go steady then. But there's this sweetness to it where where you can tell like neither of them really understand what that means and neither of them really understands a lot of this stuff. And Maybe maybe she does. Maybe she's playing dumb or whatever because she. Is, I mean, after all, she is probably hundreds of years old <laughs> yeah. at this point. Because uh, that's the other thing is when they go into the uh, when she when he goes into her house for the first time and he sees like the the jewels and the stuff and it's like it's just implying that she's been around a long time and she's had this stuff from from you know a long time ago. Uh, that was one of the other things that I thought they made super like unsubtle in the uh, the first one and in, in the American remake rather is uh, like uh, in the American one like he finds like you know the photo booth pictures oh, okay and that it was familiar. like and it's like it was like you know it was her with uh, a young boy who it's implied that that's the old guy that's you know currently in the movie okay. uh, and it was like just you know just making it really obvious just beating it over the head that, that this is and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't want you to like shit in that movie that much because it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, especially because it has it, that whole car scene which was quite good on it, which wasn't in this one. Yeah, I I kind of want to go back and watch the remake now because I really don't remember much about it. Like, I do remember watching it and being like, oh yeah, that wasn't bad, but um, definitely, I, I feel like out of context that would be a really surprising, great movie. Uh, but when you have the context of... yeah. It's good, but not as good as this original. Yeah, some people prefer it, and that's fine. Like if that's the, that's all up to you, of course. But yeah. um, <laughs> Tim's discussion is like, okay, yeah, well, uh, if if that's your thing, okay, weirdo. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think the stuff that standed out from the remake that was good was the car scene mm. was really good. Because that that was there instead of the whole uh, like the acid scene. I'm pretty sure that replaced that. And it was this one shot from when you know he's hiding in the car in the back seat, and that was pretty good. Uh, and also, the person investigating it's actually a cop. It's like a cop uh, character in the the American one, uh, okay. which wasn't in this at all. For me, I, I think it's a really pretty movie. I, I like how it's shot. Again, it uses its it, it's like the snowy like uh, like town is almost a character in of itself, or, or at least the apartment building. Like I feel like I really get to know that area, and it. It feels so like bleak and lonely. Yeah, like it. it yeah, it, it definitely adds to the atmosphere of just being, I guess, kind of isolated and, and by yourself and alone. Yeah, because we all every time we see him like, out there until Eli shows up, he's just on his own. Like he's just yeah outside, and you really get into that mental space. And actually, we talk about some of the bullies and like just the, the, the shit they pull. Not only do, I mean, oh, yeah. they do the usual thing where they hit him and call him names and whatever, but they put his like his uh, trousers in like the urinal. Yeah, and I'm going to assume <laughs> they pissed on them. Cause yeah. Why wouldn't they? And he ends up having to walk home in his his gym shorts in the snow. Which is like that. Like that must be so cold. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe if they're a little more used to the weather, maybe it's not as like 
crazy, but just watching it, I'm like, oh, it's got to be freezing. Yeah. Well, it's the same with Eli, because Eli's never really that bundled up, because she's meant, you know, she's meant to be, like, immune to it. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bother yeah. her. But, but all I can think of is on set, oh man. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe they were on a soundstage from some of it, so it was actually heated. But then again, yeah. they, they need the breath, so they have to cool things down, so that Eli's, uh, Oscar's <laughs> breath, specifically, is always, uh, always breathing. Uh. Yeah. I said that before but I'm going to say it again it's incredibly sweet this, despite the fact that yeah. it's about killing people and despite the fact that what she makes Oscar become kind of at the end is mm. kind of horrific in a weird way it, it it doesn't change the fact that you're the whole movie you're kind of in that mindset where you, you're rooting for them and you want mm. them to like find each other and like because Oscar's life is so miserable that and I guess maybe that's maybe the real genius of the movie is that because it puts you in his shoes, because you feel isolated like he does, because you feel his loneliness, you feel his like the world doesn't understand him. That when someone does come along and does understand him and does treat him the way she does, mm-hmm. you kind of like you're like yeah, give me that that, that happy ending for him, even if it isn't yeah. the happy ending that the rest of the world's going to see. Uh... Well, at the I think that's true, but then at the same time, it never loses the horror. Like, it never feels like, oh, this is a love story with some horror element in it. Oh, like, yeah, it's still sure. yeah. full proper, you know, uh, horror. Like, and um, and the, the, I feel like we, you know, we even glossed over, like, some of the really horrific scenes. Like, that tunnel scene is just so, so well done and looks so great when she just, like, um again you know it's kind of from a little far away um so it it gives you that kind of perspective of like oh oh, this is just something that's happening all in one shot as well may i add there's no cuts it's just this one wide shot of the whole thing going down and they're in the tunnel so it's kind of silhouette-esque and you just see him struggling and it's just really good stuff Uh, if i have any complaints actually the the, the only scene that i kind of didn't like and thought was a bit silly it was where the woman's becoming a vampire and she goes by the the neighbor who has all the cats and the cats all jump <laughs> on her. That was kind of goofy. I uh, I hundred percent forgot about that scene. Uh, it is it is kind of strange. Uh, yeah, it's it, it feels a little out of out of place. Like I guess I, like it doesn't really bother me uh, that much, but it is. It's, everything weird. else felt so subtle and grounded and felt so well yeah. thought out and then that just feels like this goofy movie scene where there's cats jumping on a woman also it's like a strange thing where you know is that part of vampire lore do cats like hate them or something i, I think i think they're just typically they do this with dogs in movies but i think they're just going with the idea that the cat can sense that it's not a, yeah. a human being and is therefore yeah. reacting to it which it, it would be totally fine if it was just like one cat hissing at her or swiping at her or something, but it's like she has like a coat of cats that <laughs> just like jump on her. Yeah, but I mean, again, uh, going back to the the characterization of this stuff, uh, you yeah. can sort of going back to the idea that uh, that this old guy was Oscar once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's in the the bar and like the neighbors and all that all like invite him over to yeah. come and hang out and have fun. And he's like, no, nah, I've got to be. He's like, you know, he's a loner. He's awkward. You can tell that he's basically yeah. the same type of person who doesn't like everyone else. Uh, maybe justifiably, maybe not. Like depending on what you know, what life was like back when he was growing up. But you really get this sense. I forget when I did. Um, uh, well, you, you know, we both did top one hundred lists uh, last October, and I forget where I put it on this, but. I mean, this is easily, like, top ten for me. 
like it may be for me i'd have to go back and check what else would be fighting for yeah. those spots but yeah, yeah it's, i mean it's I, I, f- I forget where where it ended up but like after like rewatching it it's you know and it, i mean yeah you tend to like stuff that you've seen more recently but but it it really is fantastic yeah, I think a couple of points I'd, I'd like to mention. Obviously, the, the acting from the two leads to kids is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, exceptional. Uh, really, really great stuff. I Also, I like the music, and this kind of adds into the... Because the music never goes on full horror. The music actually c- kind of assists the love angle a little bit more. It's more sweet. It is more kind of hopeful. Uh, yeah. In fact, one of my favourite shots, and then the music gets sweet at the same time, is... Uh, when there's a shot of, like, because they're next-door neighbours in this apartment building, and you see, like, Eli at the window, and you see their window, but she's not there. But there's, like, a, there's, like, a pipe, one of the, the drain pipes going right up the middle of the screen, so it's kind of, like, 50-50. Yeah. It's just per- this perfect thing where there are two sides. And <laughs> even that whole thing where he learns Morse code and teaches her Morse code so they can oh, communicate right, yeah. through the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is why I think... Uh, she also cares for him because she looks genuinely excited when she goes up to like use the Morse code in the wall. Yeah, uh, and she does boss the other guy around, admittedly. So <laughs> you can tell maybe it's it, there's a honeymoon phase, maybe where it does go down. But uh, you kind of get the sense that he does like Oscar does need this purpose in his life. He he needs this attachment that he was he didn't have before, uh, yeah. even if it, even if it does result in you know the death of people. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's the beauty of it. It puts you in the mind of someone who could turn into a killer. But it lets you look at it sympathetically and see why they are this way. You know, what what has society around them done to them that's maybe contributed to this? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, sometimes people are just crazy, and that's fine too. Like, that's a reason, <laughs> but... No, that's, that's, that's kind of where I fall. That's Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic film. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Tim, ratings. Yeah. What would you rate Let the Right One In out of 10? <laughs> You know, I was thinking about it, and obviously love it. Um, and I really, you know, after rewatching it, there, it it held up. Uh, I, I was never bored. I even knowing what was gonna happen, I, I still got really excited. Um, I, I think I got to give this a ten out of ten. I think oh. it's fantastic. Uh, straight, straight in there with a ten. I I um, gave it a nine when it first came out. Because mm-hmm. I, I am the saddle. I mean, Oscar keeps his uh, newspaper clippings of uh, serial killers. I keep yeah. my records of what I rate movies and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, but I, I like I give it a nine, and it held up so well on this viewing. And I, I just like that I'm bumping it to a nine point five. I'm nice. not going straight to the ten. I'm I'm going to let it. The fact that it's held up so well, like eight yeah. nine years later, is great. It is fantastic. Um, I'm going to I'm going to let it lie though before I, I go up that final that final bit to give it the ten. That's the, the ten is a very uh, you know it's a very prestigious club. I think we've only given it for a few movies. I think maybe mm-hmm. there's I, I think I've given it a few more tens because uh, I think I, I might have had this is probably my third maybe fourth. Um, Basically, you're a, a ten slot is what you're saying. You just <laughs> hand them out like like it's nothing. <laughs> Well, it's a. I, I do have like my own like little bit of criteria, and like one of the things about it is, um, you know, really when I go back and think about it, uh, like, is there anything I can really point to that's wrong with it? And I honestly, I, I just I can't 
think of anything like yeah that one cat scene is kind of weird i'll give you that but honestly like it doesn't really detract much and i yeah the, there isn't much i can think about it i i almost want to watch it again even though i just watched it you know a few days earlier because i'm hmm. yeah i was so still like excited and into it yeah yeah it's one of those great movies where you you have a high after watching it because it's yeah, so it, quite damn good uh exactly uh so no and like we've mentioned a million times already though uh, it might also help that the crop of movies we've watched this year so far have not been the best shall we say mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> no I, I don't think there's any qualifiers i think it's just a great movie i don't no. think there's very little to see against it it's it's expertly crafted, very well directed, uh, excellently acted, music's great, uh, the core story's great, everything's based about character and character motivation and character yeah. needs, and that's rare for a horror movie, because typically a horror movie's about characters being killed off one by one for some reason yeah. or another, and that's, you know, it's about the, the scare of the, the, the kill coming. This is about the horrors of feeling alone, and the horrors yeah. of what you do to not feel alone, and it's, it's a much deeper horror film as a result. Uh, so that may probably sound quite snobby but you know what I'm sticking by it I'm sticking <laughs> by it so that has been let the right one in so that wraps us up then for this movie so we had a good movie and this was a bonus episode uh, and by that all I really mean is you're, it means you're getting you're not waiting another week to get the next one the next one will be pretty soon uh, but uh, so yeah let us know what you thought of let the right one in in the comments below uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff that helps us out. Of course, you can help us out one step more by going over to patreon.com slash TV mm-hmm. and see how you can support us over there. There are some perks, of course. Uh, one of the perks is that you get to vote if you're in the $5 tier up uh, on a movie once a month for a streams episode. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we went into more depth last time, but I'll just quickly run down the options. The vote is still up. It will still be able to, you'll still be able to vote on it until the 28th of May, and then the episode will be done sometime early June. But the options are Slutio Filtry Month, and we've got City of the Living yes. Dead, we've got Zombie 2, we've got The Beyond, and we have Don't Torture a Duckling. So head over and vote if you're on Patreon. It's really easy to find if you just click on the Patrons Vote tab on the left-hand side. Uh, it'll be one of the top three results, because there'll only ever be three things to vote for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course there's other perks, there's other things to check out. So have a look over there if you want to. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to help uh, on Patreon, you can simply help us by liking, subscribing, all that kind of thing. All of it helps. Mm. Uh, so thank you very much for watching. Keep watching scary movies. We will see you next time.